Radio Hour is on the air. I am Brody Foster Hubbard. I am outside the studio today. Not far outside the studio, but far enough. Uh, it's very hot in Los Angeles uh, at the time of this recording. Very, uh, very, very hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the time you're hearing this, it will be a... That heat wave will be a distant memory that we'll have all swore to lock out and never talk about again. Thank God. Yeah, because um, it's uh, now closer to November. There's an event coming in November that I brought a friend on to talk about. This is Raymond Duran. Hello, hello. How are you, Ray? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing this finished episode and being a lot cooler. Yes, yes. It, now. It's god awful in the Inland Empire right now. Mm-hmm. Coming over here, it was 105 when I left. Um, getting into town, it dropped to about 98 degrees. So. It's still hot, but um, we 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 suffer a lot more out there. Yeah, yeah. You need central air and heat to survive <laughs> in the Inland Empire. You just die. So, yeah, yeah. And and you you were kind enough to meet me um, closer to the east side, but you're actually uh, in town today for an event on the west side. So you'll be you'll be in Culver City. You'll be locked. Uh, exactly. Cooler. It'll be so much cooler in Culver City uh, tonight. Um, is Coloring Books anniversary show. Um, at the WWA Gallery in Culver City. Um, so that will, will take me there. I will be able to cool off, maybe even throw on a cardigan in <laughs> September. Like, it'll be, yeah, that much cooler. But right now, it's just, yeah, I need a t-shirt. Maybe yeah. maybe even a tank top, but I don't rock tank tops. I think this is not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a couple. Um, like, they're... Okay, I, I, I'm a feminist. I'm guessing you're a feminist as well. Yeah. But we know what they call those white shirts. Exactly. It is, yeah, I'm not going to wear my white beater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to come up with a better name for it. Yeah. And I, I guess it, they're, they're sort of muscle shirts. Muscle shirts? Yeah. Can we? Can you and I get away with I, I don't have muscles, so it's it's hard to uh, to rock the muscle shirt, you know, yeah. with, with no muscles. So hmm. I, I, muscle shirt with short shorts is not a good look for me either. But it's comfortable. <laughs> it's comfortable in, in the hot in the in this hot heat wave that we got going on here. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here to talk about a few things. Uh, you now Raymond is a the proprietor, the the the. I, my title, if you if I was to give you a business card, right? The title, which you have, which I have, uh, the title on on my business card is PR and Director of Activities for a shop called Quest. Okay, so that's what I do. Um, we have two locations: one in Redlands, which has been around for twenty plus years, yeah. and recently our new store in Claremont, which is open now for I think we're going on six months. Um, so we put on art shows. Uh, we also host what I'm here mainly to talk about, which is the IE Zine Fest. Um, we basically want to incorporate a lot of DIY and art in our community and even invite our, our neighbors. You know, Los Angeles' back door, back door, backyard, um, is is the Inland Empire, and there is a lot of talent out there. Not everybody moves to Los Angeles. A lot of people stay in the Inland Empire. And uh, sometimes they are, you know, missed out on. So this is a place for us to help showcase and get everybody's uh, attention focused on the Inland Empire, the the jewel of uh, Southern California, which I I just made that up (laughs) because that's probably not true. But, yeah. 
Now the shop uh, itself, and it's it's an art gallery. It's a comic book shop, uh, bookstore. Uh, it's been around since 1992, roughly. Yeah. So when it started at that time, it was it was kind of just kind of selling comics. Um, our owner had uh, had gotten his his diamond license, which that's the pr- um, the provider, the distributor of all comics in the in the nation. So. We all have the same provider. Um, so he was kind of selling comics here and there. And then he established the building roughly around like 1992 on State Street. Uh, we recently moved to our new location, which is a bigger spot on uh, Citrus um, at, um, in Redland. So just roughly a block away. So it's a, it's a nicer, bigger location. And we were able to then host um, art shows and and, uh, and do things like that. And that's where my position kind of came into. It's like, oh, we have this time. We have some revenue. Let's actually do something. So I, uh, I try and get together with as many artists as I can, cattle prod them yeah. into producing work on time. And Wait, that's it's uh, necessary. Yeah, cattle no, prod. It, exactly. It's just like artists. It, it, if I'm just like, oh, you'll do it, and they say yes the day of, you know, like I wait, what? So <laughs> I have to just constantly remind them. It's like, oh, hey, how's uh, how's the status going? And then you just become ignored, and I get used to it, you know, just uh, people ignoring me when when they are working on shows. But I I love what I do. I like working with people to get to get things out. And not all artists are like that. That's a that's you know bad in. Uh, insinuation of that because there are some people that you know grind and are hungry to get their stuff out there so it's just like you ask and they produce and they produce well and that's like it makes me very very happy very so. cool now one of the events that you're doing um and the one that we're talking about primarily is uh what is formally called the ie zine, zine fest. fest yes but something very special is happening this year this year drum roll please uh, we are changing it to the IE Zine Quest. And part of the reason why we're doing this and we kick ourselves for not thinking about this last year is, hence our name, A Shop Called Quest. We wanted to to wordplay with it. And when we were, we were saying, okay, yeah, this is going to be the second annual Zine Fest, we're like, uh, we're like, Zine Fest, Zine Quest, you know, just thought about it. And we're like, why didn't we think about that last year? So this year, it is titled the IE Zine Quest. Our logo that we came up with has a sword and it has the zine. Um, And on the panels, basically, you see IE. So that's what what those are. And we've been getting some some interpretations of the IE Zine Quest uh, logo with panel work. So our uh, good friend uh, Gigi Alva, who works at the shop as well, she did one with a little Hellboy reference. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, Secret Handshake, Andre, uh, Andre uh, Katkoff, he did one with his interpretation of it, and we just recently got one from uh, McHank. So it's fun. We, we're getting, we're sending out our uh, interview questions, and we're asking them to do an interpretation. So they're slowly starting to come in, and we're 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 getting a kick out of it. So very cool. Yeah, I, I filled out my uh, answers to the questionnaire. I did not submit a uh, rendition for the logo because I'm not uh, a good visual artist. Yeah, no, neither I'm... am I. <laughs> I can't. I can't draw. Uh, a straight line with a ruler yeah so um i love art um and that's one thing that i do i collect and i, I do these events but I, I have no no artistic vision and and people tell tell me all the time no you just got to practice and i'm like no it just it, ne- it never came to me i did i tried 
Um, and it just it never came. When would you say your earliest memory of getting interested in comics and art was? Uh, in the 90s. Uh, I think it was, for me, um, it was the death of Superman. That was like a really big event. Yeah. And so um, coming into your local comic shop, I, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was Docs, but I think Docs and, and Rialto sold uh, games. But I almost wanted to say that they did um, uh, comics as well. Anyhow, uh, coming in, collecting that, and just kind of seeing what was new. It was, it was an, an intriguing thing before comics. Um, I was more developing my taste in, in music and collecting mm -hmm. records, so I, I enjoyed doing that. Um, so it was, it was a different medium of, of, of watching comic book art come about. Um, also, like around that time, um, graffiti was like a big influence for me. So seeing uh, comic book panel art and seeing graffiti like in growing up, I was you know kind of becoming aware of visual things instead of just you know just walking around seeing dumb things or even you know looking at an archie comic and not really giving <laughs> caring at all about it um i was i was sort of becoming like entrenched in in, in, in the medium so and i would think that it started there it kind of weighed it, it it wavered out a little bit um i became more infatuated with uh with music and collecting records yeah so i, I kind of went more that route instead of comics but getting back into um into comics in my 20s um or even like later 20s was like reading like the new yorker and kind of seeing like daniel klaus and adrian tomine um their art and what how they were drawing as as cartoonists and then finding out, like, oh, they have books that, that I can read as well. So finding, like, Ghost World and, you know, um, finding, you know, uh, Optic Nerve and just reading those. I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, yeah. So it kind of, I changed my, my aspect of comics from being, like, the superhero capes mm -hmm. um, to, you know, like, more of, like, the, the higher brow, like, you know, art, so... But but I, I still love my capes. Like sure, I'm back into them as well. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I had a similar experience with those two artists and those two titles. Yeah, um, Ghost World being a big thing and getting into Eight Ball. Yeah, um, and. Have you, have you enjoyed the movie uh, versions of those, of like uh, Art School uh, Confidential? Uh, you know what? I didn't watch Art School Confidential until way later. And uh, I was, I kind of felt like it was a little rushed. Mm -hmm. But Ghost World I did I did appreciate, even though it was a little different from the book um, and how it was it was interpreted in my opinion. Um, I, I still enjoyed it. Like, so. Yeah, I'd like to see if anybody could get away with shooting... Uh, let me make sure I get the name of this right. I think you know which one I'm talking. Gonna mention from Klaus. Uh, yeah, it's um like a velvet glove cast in iron. No, <laughs> they can't do that. <laughs> no, because I really want to see uh, how you pull off um, uh, Tina. Yeah. The the. <laughs> So this book is a very surreal, like almost Twin Peaks kind of yeah. uh, adventure. Uh, Clay Loudermilk trying to locate his estranged wife, Barbara Allen, and uh, all the various people he meets on that journey. I, you know, bringing... I, I don't know how I feel about bringing um, books 
to to film, um, whether it be you know a novel, a graphic novel, or even just like now with with Marvel and DC doing like their superheroes. Yeah. Like um, screenplays, I feel just get butcher like mm-hmm. the the said story that that was 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 brought before you. And I I understand that you want to throw in a few like twists um here and there so if you've read the book you know what's going to happen granted i understand that and so a twist is is nice um however i feel like it's not a twist it's usually a just uh they they hack it and they make it completely different than what the book was and that usually upsets me like dramatically i've never been a big fan of um of superhero movies because they write a screenplay for it, and they write a screenplay, in my opinion, for people that don't read um, the comic books. Mm-hmm. So you have you have something where you have to explain an origin story, and that gets old really quick. Um, and when you have an event um, for, like, say, the the Green Lantern like movie, which they just totally botched, they could have done something you know closer to like what Jeff Johns wrote with Blackest Night. Um, they could have done something, you know, even smaller with, with it, um, and kind of mimicked the the adaptation of the comic and and done well. A lot of people have never read Blackest Night or Brightest Day, um, so they they would have been able to to experience a a, a good story arc on on the big screen. Yeah. And I really think the fanboys would appreciate. Um, a direct adaptation from from the book. They wouldn't. They don't really want anybody to steer clear. Me being a fanboy myself, yeah. I usually don't want you know uh, the the movie to steer far from the exact story. So, Where, did you end up seeing Man of Steel? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> as I drink, yes, yes, I did. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I didn't see it once I had heard about the ending, uh, which. Uh, I don't know if we want to spoil it for people now or not. I don't know if it matters at this point. It's probably it's, out on DVD I, right now. I was going to say in November, I think it will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with with Superman killing Zod? Yeah. Committing I, murder. I had no problem with that. Okay. And actually, that upsets me that people were upset <laughs> that Superman killed Zod. Um, in, in my opinion, he took, he took the, the risk of killing off his species his you know the last kind um in order to save humans and to me that made superman feel more human uh, my problems i'm more of a batman fan than i am a superman fan and the reason being is superman's more of a god so i don't relate to him as i do with bruce wayne being a man even though he's a, a, a millionaire playboy right. which i wish it was <laughs> maybe i'd rock my um my muscle shirts more <laughs> if, I, if I was, um, but when when stories are written about Superman where he has to actually face troubles, that makes him more human, and those are the stories that I appreciate. Um, so with him having to take into consideration um, killing Zod over killing, you know, letting him kill um, the humans, he takes that in. He kills Zod, and then he lets out a scream. So. It hurt him like he 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 doesn't kill and I understand that um, and that's where everyone got upset but I'm like shut up <laughs> shut up he he is he 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 had more of a human aspect with him growing up with you know 
uh, grown up on the farm. So it's just like I, I had no problem with that whatsoever and uh, applaud them for, for doing that. So. so as somebody who got into comics through Superman uh, initially, are you looking for, and now though identify as more of a Batman fan, how, uh, how much optimism do you have about the Superman-Batman movie coming up with, with Ben Affleck? And- um, personally, I don't like Ben Affleck as an actor. Um, and you, you hear the, the arguments. I mean, I run the, the Facebook fan page for, for the shop. And so yeah. when we posted that, it was just unleashed, just fanboy hate. Um, and, you know, people brought up a good point. You know, when Heath Ledger was brought up for the, the part of the Joker, people were like, no. Like, you know, the 10 Things I Hate About You references and <laughs> Brokeback Mountain stuff. And it's just like, he played a phenomenal Joker. Um, with Ben Affleck, he's not mine. He's not, he, I'll use the traditional uh, uh, phrase that we use at the shops. That's not my Batman. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just, <laughs> so um, he, he's not my choice. However, I trust um, I trust the franchise. When they were looking at um, Heath Ledger, they saw something there, so they understood that he could he could pull it off. So I know, well, I don't know, but I feel Ben Affleck just wasn't casted. He had to audition for it, so they had to have seen something in him um for for him to pull it off so maybe you know they know something that we don't know so we can't really actually say anything until you know it comes out and let's let's see it and and let's do it um when he was playing daredevil he he was kind of like so tall and big when he was doing his action sequences they didn't feel right so that that's always been my argument on how are you going to make him do that Mm -hmm. and so we'll see We'll see that they they have to do this right, and they understand that in order to get the Justice League franchise going, this movie has to be a hit like uh, the uh, the Man of Steel was. So, my opinion. <laughs> I feel like they're probably uh, they they can't botch it any worse than um, the movie adaptation of Mark Miller's Wanted. Uh, Wanted was such a good book too. Yeah, and that was that was just butchered. <laughs> yeah, no. He's another. He's another. Uh, that's another story. I, I just don't like him. Yeah. I, he, I think he's got a big head. Good writer. Um, tends to write everything to make it a movie. Um, I don't have a problem with that. But I feel he shits on his fan base. Um, right now he's doing Jupiter's Legacy. Um, he's at least told them that it's going to take every two months for one to come out. When he's doing Kick Ass and Hit Girl. It's whenever they come out. Um, when he was doing, I think Nemesis is finally coming back. Um, it's just whenever it comes out. All his books are always late. And I'm like, why do you do that to your fan base? Like, they love you and they, you know, they support you and they, you just take your time. And you always kind of like finish almost weak at the end. I'm like, you had plenty of time. Like, I don't understand how you're finishing so weak. Um, with, with that being said, he has a big big ego and he he talks it's like this summer event is for you especially with jupiter's legacy he's like this book is for you and i'm like shut up you're so <laughs> cocky Just, I, I i enjoy more of a humble writer um humble people in general will will go so much further with me than somebody that's just like I'm the bee's knees. It's it's good to have confidence, yeah. but being cocky is just that is not a virtue that I enjoy like looking, reading, or being around. Right. 
And that's the great thing about uh, the zine community, and that's where you and I uh, met each other, and you've been on um, our our show before in, in some of those scene reports where I've been at uh, Claremont Zine Fest and um, the last event that I saw you at, I'm, I can't recall if we spoke on mic, but we definitely saw each other at Riverside DIY Print Fest. Yes. Um, when would you say your transition from comic books into, then you said more highbrow, and then at what point did you discover zines? What were some of your gateway? Um, I didn't really get into zines until fairly recently. I'm not going to lie and say I've been a aficionado of it. Um, probably around the first time seeing, um, I'd, I'd seen zines before, but never really paid too much attention to them. But you'd always find zines, you know, at either like uh, a punk show or even like in, in underground electronic music, um, whatchamacallit, uh, I think it's D-Node. Uh, God, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, they primarily talk about the, the scene coming through Los Angeles, even uh, jumping around like across the world, just kind of interviewing different DJs and producers. Um, and I liked what they were doing with that. And so it, it started to get me to think, it's like, oh, they're doing their thing. Like, what else is there, you know, coming out? Um, living in Los Angeles, um, I used to take uh, pictures of graffiti and uh, primarily just kind of be up in, in the Flickr, like, blogs and just try and find people and then seeing people print out the pictures of all the graffiti that they were doing, too. And I thought that was fascinating because I was like, I've spent hours, you know, on my bike trekking through Los Angeles to take pictures of graffiti. Um, I'm like, why don't I do that? <laughs> um, so seeing seeing that aspect, it, it, it turned me on to it s some more. And then seeing other people primarily just kind of pour their heart out into a zine. And, and that, like, really drew me into it because I was, this is an everyday person just just expressing themselves and we do this on on our blogs uh we're so entrenched in like social media it's nice to get what i call a mixtape um so to get a piece of paper with somebody's you know artwork someone's photography someone's emotions uh really draws an appeal to me because i feel i feel it's special and i feel it's one of a kind and becoming, you know, the person that I am as a collector, I'm like, I want that, yeah. you know? You find people that you respect, and you're like, I want what you do, you know? I can I can read your stuff or see your stuff on, on your blogs, but to know that I have a collection of your work, whether it be photocopied at, you know, Kinko's, or you spend a little bit more time and develop a, a nice uh, um, uh, presentation of it, it's, it's all, it's all worth it worth something in my opinion and it just kind of drew me uh these past couple of years you know living in los angeles and seeing things a little differently so have you had much of an opportunity to explore zines from outside of los angeles um uh not exactly um in terms of owning too much um i don't think i have too much from like east coast or anything like mm -hmm. that um primarily what'll what'll draw my attention um is uh graffiti zines um so for that being said i'll try and like i picked up one from knighted 
Um, they're from the Bay Area. So they're actually coming down this year. They were supposed to come down last year. Um, but they'll be here. I'm trying to get... Uh, For ZineQuest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they, they got a table. They'll be there. Um, I'm trying to get people from from Chicago, New York to make it out. I, I really feel like that would be great. And that's one thing that I want to do is being like the smaller, like, you know, uh, festival for zines in the Inland Empire. It's like, I kind of want to make it a circuit for people that would travel from, say, the heartland, from the East Coast. It's like, okay, we'll do, we'll do San Diego, Los Angeles, Inland Empire, San Francisco, Portland just kind of have a, a, a west coast like you know zine um, thing going so that way it's like you come down it's like oh you're here for maybe five weeks but you did five you know festivals it'd be great to to try and co coincide something like that and that's you know maybe as a smaller guy I can get that out there to you know some of the bigger people to think about that you know it'd be great that way we can kind of make it easier for for traveling you know because i have a job i can't you know just get up and 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 take off to like new york and do like you know a zine a zine festival and like oh six months later there's one you know in you know atlanta so it's like i can't necessarily do them all i'd yeah. like to but like if if i could you know take three four weeks off and know that i could hit at least three or four that'd be something i would totally think about doing so it'd be great to to kind of do that yeah, it's good to see uh, more zine events popping up, there, uh, even just within California. But, you know, obviously, you know, you have Portland Zine Symposium and Albuquerque yeah. uh, and Chicago Zine Fest is a big one. Um, and I'm seeing more friends of mine do tours and, and being able to, you know, hit out in town places and doing readings and things like that. And it's starting to uh, mimic what music culture was as far as you know being able to take your act on the road mm -hmm. and and get your stuff to the people yeah um and and there is that parallel between music subculture and zine subculture and where they intersect like things like razor cake yeah. or the zines you talked about um that you first discovered covering yeah. uh I want to say EDM. Is that correct? As you can say that, I, I don't. I don't balk at that. Um, is that the... because there's you could break down so many genres of electronic music. It's just disgusting. And who, who's <laughs> to say who's right? Uh, you know, I, like, um, like even you could break down drum and bass and jungle music, and now with the you know the subgenre of uh, of dubstep coming out, like it's, it's just like stop. It's just electronic. Is is, is crunk still a thing? I don't. I don't listen to any crunk. <laughs> I remember crunk being a thing. Yeah. I don't uh, obviously know much outside of uh, the four or five bands I still listen to from. <laughs> five to 15 years ago yeah. i feel like uh, our friend amber garza and you were talking about house music recently. yeah no i she was saying that she wanted to do a zine um on house music and i would love to do that um i was i think i'm i'm a little younger than her but in 1992 that's roughly when i first started collecting like house records mm -hmm. um so i was you know i'm like i'm gonna be a dj and i'm gonna spin house and, you know, that was kind of like my introduction into electronic music. Um, and, you know, then you kind of find out about techno. And then 92-ish, that's when, like, hardcore techno was starting to come out. And that's when, like, I was like, 
I'm aggressive. So <laughs> it's like I wanted to do that. Um, primarily, most of my friends were into like, you know, punk music. And so we're yeah. like, you know, it's like we like electronic music. We're going to be hard, too. So it's like faster BPM and just, you know, more aggressive. It's like we could relate in that aspect. So I turned on some some friends that were into like punk and hardcore into hardcore techno and, and kind of gave that, you know, a spin. But like I said, there's so many different like genres. So it's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, to even say, yes, I'm talking about the right. Uh, <laughs> form. Is it, and that's where all your record collecting came into is that, uh, it's, that's what, what started the, uh, the, uh, the addiction of, of collecting records. Um, yeah. Finding, Finding little small record labels from around the world. Um, one of my favorites was uh, Bloody Fist uh, Records, which I think in '94 that was like a big, a big year for me. Like to collect records, it's like I have to have every single one of them. And they're from uh, um, from Newcastle, Australia. So it's just like hearing their style of hardcore techno was just it, it for me was great um, in comparisons. I love. New York like hardcore um I could go on for for a long time about the 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 beginnings of it being like Gabber you know Gabber music in Rotterdam because it came from from those areas but um like I said with with Amber I'd like to do a scene on house (laughs) music because it's just like yeah collecting you know uh strictly rhythm like records uh was was a big thing for me and it's just like the the heyday of like you know Chicago, Detroit, and New York. You know, I was too young to, to kind of understand what was going on, but at the same time, just the music, hearing it, I got it. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I was a, a wee lad, but I'm like, I gotta be out there. I gotta, like, <laughs> you know, I just wanna dance. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you I, still see uh, any of those events happening now? Or For me, it's, um, it's usually, I don't do... I, I don't do raves anymore. I feel I'm way too old to be at a rave. Um, the culture is um, built around you know someone in their 20s. I'm in my 30s, and so I feel like an old man. Yeah. You know, um, it, I don't belong there. But um, which call it? Uh, they do have quality underground events. So when I get um, when I get bored with like say mainstream like music. Um, I always go back to the roots of good electronic music, so good techno. Like I love techno um, very much, and so there's there's good events that still go on in the city that that I can go go to and hang out with people in their thirties and their forties. Yeah, that, you know that that get it, and you know don't want to not to be mean, but you know hanging out with somebody your own age is a lot better than filling out a place with somebody you know a lot younger that is just there to do drugs. So yeah. it's just like, let's just listen to some music, have a few <laughs> drinks, and, you know, and hear some some, some records played. So, kind of nice. So. It's it's weird how the age thing works with music. I remember being in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, being a, a single young man in my 20s, I was like, let's go to goth night. Let's try to meet some goth girls. Yeah. <laughs> and how it would be like, okay, I'm, I'm the age I am, there are some folks who clearly have been in the scene since, like, the beginning of goth. Yeah. Um, there are some people who obviously snuck into the club yeah. and aren't legally allowed to be here. Um, and that that's not just true of goth. That's just not true of uh, electronic music. But, like, even 
punk shows mm-hmm. seeing like oh the, the there's there's a guy who's in his 50s and still gets it yeah uh and they're the kids that remind me of when i was 13 14 going to my first shows now yeah. here i am somewhere in the middle <laughs> um i don't know why why is it that music seems to have uh there's more pressure as far as who belongs or doesn't uh as far as music goes as compared to like you can be of any age and be into comics or movies or exactly or even zines um i i don't know why why i'm self-conscious about about being at an event with you know 20 year olds and kind of feeling out of place like even though like i know more than them (laughs) and uh um uh i don't know what that is i mean just maybe because music's always been tied with youth culture anyway but then i'm not not even necessarily so because there's so many great like feel like everybody who's into americana music are like mm-hmm. old guys like us <laughs> you know but i remember growing up um and watching like 120 minutes with uh with matt penfield and thinking like okay he's an older dude yeah. but he knows his shit yeah like yeah. i want to hang out with matt penfield yeah. like and i'm you know like a teenager or something like that and just having like respect if he came to a show that i was at i'd be like how you doing like, you're cool like you know i wouldn't think of him as like the old guy yeah. um but maybe that's because i heard him speak and I, I could understand that instead of seeing some older guy at a show and be like dude go home like, <laughs> like you got a family you know i know you do like you got a job like go home um but but now i'm you know that that guy with a job and i can feel like you know the eyes the daggers coming at me it's like <laughs> go home (laughs) go to bed old man exactly which is true like i don't like staying out late which is hard for you know things that go on until like four six o'clock in the morning i can't do that anymore like come you know staying out all night like two three o'clock in the morning i'm just like dead the next day even if i don't drink i just i feel like i drank yeah i'm just like that's a weird thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That that's happened to me recently as well. The the hangover, not based on alcohol, but based on lack of sleep. Exactly. I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. I am an old man in spirit. I mm-hmm. understand that, but I you know I push myself to <laughs> to go out. You yeah. know, to stay out till like two o'clock if if need be. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I remember like bands coming into town and hanging out with them till like four in the morning yeah and going to bed at like the time now that i wake up to get to work exactly yeah so and then too yeah if they come in like on a wednesday or a thursday it's just like uh i gotta <laughs> get up the next day yeah so it's tough yeah i'm doing a reading um on a thursday night and i feel like even that i'm like well it's the next morning's gonna be a friday so i can phone it in at work yeah i think it <laughs> You can phone it in on the last day a little bit. So if I'm a little bit tired, yeah, probably be able to pull it off. I don't know. But your your shop's open, I'm guessing, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Right. And uh, for me, um, I, I work weekends. So um, I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's, it's one of those things where it's, I got to. So tonight I'll go out. Um, it ends at 10. We'll see, you know, who wants to hang out afterwards. Um, so what time I get home is, you know, anybody's guess, but yes, I have to be there tomorrow at 10, which isn't that bad, but, but still, you know, if you stay out till two, four o'clock in the morning, you know, like 10 o'clock is right there. (laughs) 
Now, were you born and raised in Southern California? Well, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. but Riverside specifically? No, um, you, I'm in Riverside. I'm Riverside now. Um, pretty much raised in Rialto. Right. Um, so, uh, grew up out there and moved to Redlands, which is where the Zine Fest is going to be, um, in my freshman year of high school. So, graduated from Redlands High School out there. Um, so, yeah, just kind of Southern California and then moved out to, to L.A., in my 20s, was out here for about six years. So now I'm back in, in Riverside right now. So, What made you decide to go back? To Riverside? Yeah. School. So um, doing school and working. So I got the job um, by, by luck. Um, they had moved to the new location where they're at and were looking to hire. So I was working for... Um, Anthropology, a, oh. a, a woman's clothing store. Yes, I love their candles. Yes, I, I, I do too. <laughs> that was the first thing that I bought on my discount was the volcano candle. Oh, the volcano's great. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how I met Jill. So. Right, yeah. so yeah, we both know Jill. That is, is that how we were... That's how we were introduced. That's um, right. I was talking about the, um, the... I think I was talking about our zine fest or something yes. with L.A. And then she, right. she said we should should meet through uh, through a message. So. so it's possible by the time this airs, we'll have had Scott Tennant on the show because I've been talking to him forever about like coming on the show. He wrote a book about um, Slant okay. called... Uh, it's one of the 33 and a Third mm-hmm. book series about nice. albums, and he writes about the... Uh, Spiderland album that okay. Slant did, and a little bit about Squirrel Bait, which was a band that became Slant. Sort of Slint, maybe. I'm supposed to... Let me make sure I got this right. <laughs> slant or Slint? I'm thinking there was Slant 6. Was that a band? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Slant 6 was the, the, the band from DC. Okay. And then Slint was the band that rose from Squirrel Bait and did Spiderland. So, Scott Tennant and I, uh, Scott used to book Modified Arts, which was an art gallery uh, music venue in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. and uh, at some point him and Jill became partners and married and and parents now. Parents, yes. um, So that's how, that's our mutual people. People. Crazy. The tenants. Yes. uh, Scott and Jill. So yeah, so Jill uh, got us hooked up because she knew we were into these things. And now we are friends. Yay. Yay. You were working in anthropology mm-hmm. and living in Echo Park. Mm-hmm. And um, what convinced you to... It was just the, the opportunity to, 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 go back to, to go to school and to work for this. When, uh, when, I, when I was working with Jill last, that was anthropology in Santa Monica, but I was living in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. That's um, quite a commute. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a car. Um, now that they're doing, like, you know, they got the Expo line almost all the way out there, it would have made things so much better. I was taking the 704 bus, and it would just take fucking forever. Yeah. Um, call it? Uh, so that being said, um, I was kind of getting sick of my commute. I was living in the Alexandria Hotel. Um, and during this time, it was the bed bug infestation that hit New York and L.A. Oh, no. Um, so I was living in my in my uh, studio apartment 
for two months with everything in bags and I was just getting frustrated by it. Um, I would open up my bags because like close everything off. Um, we're going to spray your room, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you should be fine. So did that the first time, um, was lazy. So I didn't open up my bags for about a week. Um, but the second I opened up my bags that night, I had bed bugs again. So I'm like, I protected them while you sprayed. So (laughs) I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, how do we do this? And so it's like, they would try and do different things and I'm like, okay, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And every time I'd open up the bag, it would literally, you know, just, I'd have a bed bug that night. So, um, I basically tried for two months to live with everything in bags and it was driving me crazy. Um, so enough was enough with, (laughs) with the commute, um, and bed bugs. I was just like, I'm just I can't do this. Like, I need I need to uh, to to figure a few things out. So I decided I'm like why not go back to school? So I tried um, talking with um, with counselors there and talking with uh, with people in terms of okay if I reduce my hours um, I need I need a little bit of like you know help like what financial aid can I go for? What can I get? Um, blah 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 I'm like if I get a bog waiver um, with financial aid can I get some sort of um, some sort of like help for a couple of years like a, basically like a food stamp mm-hmm. um, and I was told that if I qualified for uh, financial aid in a bog that I wouldn't be able to apply for you know for a food stamp so if I applied for both one of them would get cut so it's like, okay, do I pay for my books and get food stamps or what do I do? I'm like, I'm just going to move back home. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about that. I can work and I can go to school and I can get, you know, financial aid and, and, um, and a bog. Yeah. So I'm like, granted, I leave Los Angeles, but, you know, I have, I have a place where I can rest my head and not worry, you know, about where am I going to get my next meal? Yeah. That type of thing. So um, that's what, what kind of pushed me back to, to the Inland Empire. And uh, are you finished school now? Mm-mm. You're what, what are you working towards? Um, I'm working towards getting my bachelor's and then kind of seeing. I I really said that I wanted to do nursing and I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first jobs was uh, working as a pharmacy technician, and uh, then moving into radiology. And then I left for Los Angeles because I just kind of got like the bug. I was like, I want to get out of here. I got to get out of the Inland Empire. I want something different. So I moved and. I couldn't get a job as a pharmacy technician, and then uh, my friend Sarah got me a job at Anthropology. She's like, I'm, we're looking for temps, and so I'm like, okay, I did that, and then they liked my work ethic, and, um, and they hired me, and so that was how I got back into retail. Yeah. Um, so um, after doing retail for, for six years and then moving back out here, um, I was like, okay, I, I'm good in the medical field, I'm like, so maybe I should pursue that. But right now I'm just like, I don't know, like, because I really do like my job um, uh, doing PR. Um, I'm like, let's just go to school. And, you know, when, when push comes to shove, when I have to give a, a decision, I'll give the decision on whether the bachelor goes into nursing or the bachelor goes like somewhere else. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So. But still deciding what your passion will be it's, that you'll pursue. Exactly. Because... Being broke sucks, but 
you know, I'm not looking to make a lot of money. I just want to be happy. <laughs> That's all I yeah. want to do is be happy. So I just want to be able to, you know, put a roof over my head and need be in Southern California. I need a car. So I need a reliable <laughs> car. So I need to, you know, be able to afford a car payment, uh, you know, insurance and do all these, you know, adult worldly things and be able to, you know, save, you know, save money for, you know, retirement because that's the smart thing to do. Right. Um, so, you know, I need, I need more money to do all this. Um, but, you know, it's like, do I go into the medical field where it's like, I was good at it, but it wasn't like, you know, it's like, this is the best job ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but being, you know, a registered nurse with a bachelor's will pay well out the gate. So it's like, okay, when push comes to shove, am I going to go that way? Or will I be able to, to utilize the the PR and, and those connections to, you know, be paid, you know, to be able to, you know, eventually, you know, maybe own a home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Father some children. <laughs> yeah. So so that's, that's just kind of where I'm in. So, you know, step by step, just moving forward, I'm not worried about it as long as I don't stay stuck in one spot and stay stagnant you know i'll be okay and that's kind of what i was doing towards the end like i wasn't moving up with the company um i was just kind of stagnant there so i was like okay i'm not really going anywhere do i try and look for a new job and start out at zero again and move up or you know what what do i do so that's when i decided got to start doing something i got to move forward whether it be at a snail's pace or you know and that's usually how I, I move is at a snail's pace. <laughs> I do procrastinate, so. Can I kick it? 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 I am participating in this event, IE Quest, on November 2nd. Yes. The day after my birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. As I I told Ray before the the recording, it's going to be my first act as a real adult, (laughs) because I'm going to be, I don't even want to say, I'm going to be 35. Moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) It makes you feel any better. I'll be 30, I'll still be younger than you, but I'll (laughs) I'll be 34 at the end of November. So. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So who else is uh, gonna be there at this uh, Zine Quest? I was shocked. Um, registration is supposed to end October twelfth, but I closed it this week. Um, last year I had maybe eight people that you know said they were doing it, and then about the week before the registration was supposed to close, that's when we got the remaining half, and so we had about twenty five tables um, last year. Um, about three people backed out, which gave us room, um, because we got the, the year's, like, first sprinkle, so we had to squeeze everybody underneath, um, the, like, the ceiling portion of the alley, um, to, to keep water and paper away from each other, because we all know that those don't mix. Yeah. Um, so this year, however... We have, I counted, I think, 32, 32 people participating this year, which I'm like, wow. And there were a list of people that, you know, had applied to, but these were primarily the first people that had gotten in touch and, you know, 
paid money and i was like oh my god they're actually paid money too like <laughs> usually it's it's almost you have to rob these people you know to to get them uh to commit but everyone was was willing and 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 did uh did what they were what they were told and so i was very happy to, to get <laughs> to get a bunch of vendors in this year so yeah we have uh, 32 i can list them if you'd like or if... yes let's uh, first talk about the most delightful and dreamy of them daisy noemi oh yes she'll yes. be tabling with uh we'll be tabling together uh you have not met her yet no um but she's the best great she's great she will be wearing a tiara because i'm gonna give it to her because uh-huh. she's a princess <laughs> she's uh one of my favorite people and she's uh been on this show she uh was uh she was co-host for our uh, uh international zine month event that, that we tabled for uh freeways collide yes um did that uh event you are doing this event let's go down the list all right who, who is gonna be there we have a number of people participating. Um, let's start off with uh, Common Genis. Um, Another he, friend of the show. Yes. Great guy. Jeff's funny. Super funny. <laughs> I'm probably going to be bumping into him tonight. He has, I think, something going on in Los Feliz uh, until 6, but I think he's going to head out to uh, Culver City afterwards. Cool. Do you have his Manson... Uh... Zine, the, the thing where you can send to Manson, the envelope? No. Wait, 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 wait. Is that the one that's all yellow? Um, I, I can't remember which one. I have it in a box nearby. Is that one of his newer ones? Yeah. Okay, then I I, we haven't gotten that one okay, yet. So okay, I will, I'll show you I, that. Yeah. I have it in my box of zines. He, um, he's actually uh, working on the official flyer for uh, the zine quest. Oh, good. So we should have that pretty soon, and so we're going to print those out. So. Cool. Those will be those will be great. Now he's I met him um, in Venice at a zine swap, and uh, super nice guy. Yeah. Just me and him just hit it off, and we're just talking like the whole time. I don't think I knew anybody there, so yeah. it was just you know we met, started talking over the zines, and from there like he just you know was was a great guy and came out. Told him I was like got zines we'll put them in the shop because <laughs> um, that's kind of what i was going out for was hunting for people to put their zines in in the shop um so we got we got him he was one of the first people to come in and drop the drop his zines off and everybody loves them uh i think one of the funniest things was there was i think she was you know a 12 year old girl did not you wouldn't think that she would be into a zine or anything related in our shop but um, she came in with her father and her brother, and her brother picked up, you know, some comics and whatnot. And so they were, you know, at, at the checkout, and that's where we have um, our zines. Um, so she was just kind of browsing to that, found one of his, his zines, and was going through it and just started laughing. Just, you know, <laughs> just picked up on it, and so she bought it. And we're just like, yay. Like, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't think that she would be into it, but she totally got it. And I was like... <laughs> good, good, good. Nice. Um, let's see. We are also going to have Revival House Press um, coming in. Emma Shavik, or Shavik, I am horrible at pronouncing names. Uh, Matt Forsyth is going to be participating as well. Um, Sleep Talk. Um, our friends um, Angela um, over at Zineworks. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so uh, Zineworks is actually... A phenomenal like group of uh, people uh, Angela and Amber um, 
they are going to be doing a zine library for us and then they're going to be also taking care of the reading which is great so we'll have a reading for this one as well cool uh we'll have it um the festival will be at augie's coffee house so what i've designed is the tables will be in the alleyway which is actually really cool um and then the reading will be inside because they have a, a back um, area where you can have seating so it'll be nice and, and intimate inside there so yeah. it won't you won't hear like you know the buzz of everything coming from outside but you won't be you know too far away from just a doorway you know away so it should be uh, a pretty nice reading that we have inside there so shout out to zine works for for helping us with that they're great um brain heart is gonna have a, a booth there um malachi ward will be there um, your friend Jen, she's not a morning person. Yes. We'll have a booth as well. Um, the Radficate magazine. Um, Freeways Collide. We'll have one there. Um, Allison Krumwide or Krumwide. I'm, I is, know I'm, she's she's okay. she's been on our show. Yeah. Uh, I and, heard I listened yes. to that podcast. Oh good. Yeah. And it is uh, let's see, the pronunciations you can choose from are Krumwitty. Krumwitty. Or I like to put some German into it and be just like Krumwitty. <laughs> but uh, I think the first one I did was right. Yeah. Was, <laughs> when I was writing that down, I was like, I can't remember how she, yeah. how they said her name. I'm like, I will butcher it. Yeah. And she's from Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. Uh, recently uh, relocated to Orange County. Okay. So. Yeah. Rancho Cucamonga, i.e. people. <laughs> um, Oracle Press. Um, I know Allison and, and uh, Kristen know each other, so that's another person. Oracle Press and um, Girdle of Venus, um, Sarah, they, I know them from Redlands. So they're uh, a couple of great gals. So happy that they could be a part of this. The Rocket Punch Pirates, which I am glad that they'll be there. What this is is the Redlands Art Association. They have a children's um, art program. Oh, cool. So Skip Welch um, is in charge of the, the the art program for them, and he's great with them. Um, he's teaching them how to do comics. He's putting them in the Zine Fest. He's pretty much you know giving them real life you know situations to participate in. Yeah. And so last year um, they did their Zine, but something happened with the um, with the printing process. So they weren't able to get it out for the event. So that day he had the children basically drawing caricatures or drawing whatever you wanted yeah. um, for them to do. So um, that did very well. They, uh, Logan, who has his barfing cat series, <laughs> was, was a big hit. So. Not the barfing cat. So a lot of people, a lot of people enjoyed that. Um, Influenza will have a booth there. Um, I think she's sharing with Freeways Collide. So they'll be doing that. Yeah, uh, they're uh, they're all Long Beach folks. Yeah, and they, they, we've uh, talked to them at, uh, at Riverside. Riverside, that's where I met. Yeah, them. yeah, and then I they, again at the, uh, the freeway space Col- 50, yeah. 20, yeah, freeways collide. Yeah, freeways collide. Yeah, I don't folks. know. Is it? I always say the the space wrong. Space fifty one twenty. Space twenty fifty one. Fifteen twenty. Exactly. See, so I could never yeah. get it right. My dyslexia kicks in for that address. Um, Yes, uh, super secret powwow. We'll also have uh, Brit. Yeah, yeah Brit. She's she great. um she did uh, cover B for Adventure Time nineteen that came out and looks amazing. So yeah, she's she's uh, I've often and I met her at the same time I met Allison because they often would table together mm. uh, at the first LA Zine Fest cool. and um, at Shelf Life two. Nice. And uh, Brit is. Friendly, mm-hmm. but refuses to be on the show because she won't talk on microphone. <laughs> she 
she's like, I, you know, she, she, I know she appreciates when we talk about her and when we mention her work, and yeah. it is great work. But uh, there's uh, some people who believe that the camera, if you take a picture of them, it'll steal their soul. And I think she might have the same fear of the microphone. I, uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly feel for her uh, in that situation. <laughs> um, I, being, like I said, PR and director of activities, I have to talk now. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I'd so rather, you know, answer questions through like an email yeah. and do things that way. Being yeah. on film is another thing for me. I really don't like being on film. Yeah. Um, doing doing like you know podcasts and whatnot i'll i usually will warm up um but it's it's uncomfortable (laughs) so i i i understand i i get it um high and outside will also have a booth there um loaded sound will have a booth there um ryan from loaded sound um is going to be helping us with our merchandise so he's going to be making pens um, and probably helping us get tote bags and stuff like that so we can screen print uh, nice. logos and, and whatnot on there. Um, Gigi Alva and Lori Beck will be there. Um, Gigi Alva is Gloria, and she works at the shop. So she's going to be working on a zine with her good friend, Lori Beck, um, to participate in that. Uh, she's a super talented young girl that I try and, you know, mentor yeah. through. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, because she's she's super nice and, and got really good talent, um, but she's young, so you know, <laughs> I'm like hustle, just get it in there. And like I always tease her, like I tease her. I'm like, if I could draw, like I'd be I'd be super rich by now because you know I would just grind it out. But um, but yeah, I kind of help her with with things. Um, Doctor Filth Productions will have a booth there. Um, McHank will be there as well. So Dave McHank is a super friendly guy. Met him. Um, through, met him through Jay, because Jay got in touch with him, um, at, like, Comic-Con, um, because McHank's from, um, um, San Diego area. Um, super nice, friendly, fun guy. He was at the last, uh, Zine Fest that we had. Um, made me laugh a lot. <laughs> um, Fair Dig will be there. Never heard of him. Never heard of him, yes. <laughs> Daisy Naomi will be tabling with him, <laughs> whoever this mysterious, uh, gentleman is. Um, our good friends, uh, Nerd Pop will have a booth there as well. So they're Redlands, um, associated, um, just kind of doing the DIY, get it out there, get local artists to participate. They're working on a comic. Um, they also work on other forms of art as well. So it's, it's right up their alley to, to participate. So he'll have all, <clears throat> all the people that are associated. I think Amber's writing um, for them as well, she's oh, doing. Yeah. I think she's doing reviews um, on Saga uh, for for them. Um, Tori Holder will be there. Um, she, I met her through Claremont. She dropped off her zine. It's a cute little zine that she puts out. Um, nice, nice person. Um, Yumi Sakugawa will be there. I met her um, at, uh, at LA Zine Fest, yeah. and uh, Gloria had the hugest crush on her, <laughs> like Gloria, um, and why rightly so, yeah. like she's, she's an amazing um, um, illustrator and writer, um, so it's, it's fantastic that we could get her to participate, she's you know, more than happy to, to jump on board. So I feel like a lot of people are catching on to her and her work. Rightly so, um, yeah, like Gloria is just like... <laughs> so, it's um i'm glad that, that she could uh, jump on for this and dress yourself will be there 
um, I met him through Riverside as well. Yeah. So he, he'll be there. Um, Secret Handshake, which is Andre Katkoff. Um, he will be there, a Redlands um, uh, person. So met him through, he's a customer of ours. He picks up his comics at the okay. shop. And so he works on a zine too. So um, super nice guy. Um, let's see. Knighted will be there. Um, Knighted is... Um, a group of photographers and zinesters in the Bay Area, primarily uh, doing pretty much just like uh, graffiti and just their life, like kind of culture, what they do up there. Um, nice guys. I know Nick. I uh, started contacting Nick. Um, I kind of just found their stuff through, I don't know if it was like Flickr or through like Tumblr mm-hmm. or something like that, just kind of looking through like graffiti and stuff like that. So they had a zine. I was like, you need to come down. <laughs> Couldn't make it last year, but they will this year. Okay. Um, Rotting Fresh will be there as well. They were a part of Zine Fest last year. Um, they are graffiti um, based as well, so it was it was it was kind of fun to see them and the pictures that they were taking because they take a lot of pictures of Los Angeles graffiti, and I was like, I know that spot. <laughs> I, I have that picture too. So. <laughs> Um, tell me, yeah, tell me about Riding Fresh. They will be there as well. Um, they participated in last year's event. Um, uh, what was cool about them was I was kind of seeing some of their zines um, coming out with Los Angeles graffiti, and so right, remembering right. that it's like, oh, I've I've been there. I've, I have that picture too. Like I, I know that 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 spot. Um, so we had them last year, so they'll be back as well. So I think that it'll be a nice little fit between having them and knighted there. And I think right. they actually did a zine collaboration together, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the Relax um, zine that that, uh, that recently came out. Um, Two Rabbits will be there. Um, Two Rabbits is uh, Mike uh, from, um, uh, from Two Rabbits. Basically, they do a bunch of uh, screen printing for, uh, for a lot of shows. Um, cat power and stuff like that so whenever like shows come down they usually get a lot of those good uh, those good gigs um, Mike super cool guy um, whatchamacallit uh, Still Life Press will be there um, Daniel Flores uh, puts that out and he participated last year and will do uh, do his again um, local guy so from, from the Inland Empire um, last but not least um, Color Ink Book will have a booth there as well um, so that'll be fun we'll see those guys tonight and get to hang out so quite quite a few like, yeah. and um, everybody's really you know super talented and I'm actually really happy with uh, the submissions that, that we got and kind of like bummed out um, that I had to cut um, people um, primarily what we wanted to do, um, we Google searched November 2nd, um, nothing was going on, <laughs> so we, we went with that date, and, um, I went to talk with the, uh, uh, the Cultural City Council, um, because what I wanted to do was I wanted to expand it, so I wanted to double what I had mm-hmm. of 25 vendors to, like, 50, but in order to space everybody comfortably, I would need to put um, Ed Hales Park, you know, which is across the street. Um, so I went to the city to try and get that, and that's when I found out that um, Redlands is going to be having their 125th um, birthday oh, wow. that day. So um, they were like, you can't get Ed Hales Park. And so I was like, okay, you know, they're like, we'll work with you if you change the date. So I was like, okay, let me get back to you. Let me think it through. Um, so it would be the following week. 
Um, so Google search that, and I think it's designer con going on, and I think there's like a Jewish holiday going on. Um, so I'm like, I can't do that. And now it turns out November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd is uh, Kamikaze Con ah. thing going off. So a couple people couldn't participate because they'll be there. I'm like, damn it, I can't win. <laughs> um, but uh, so we're like, okay, we'll stick with the November 2nd date. Um, the alley that we have is technically privately owned, so we don't need a permit to be you know in, in that spot so um we'll have this this many tables which i think i almost overbooked mm-hmm. um but um in terms of getting getting them in there we should be able to fit everything but if i would have had ed hales park i would have been able to allow so many more like yeah. people to participate so maybe next year we'll yeah. be able to get it and, and and make it bigger um which not necessarily bigger is better, but it feels like more and more people are starting to do these things. And so um, if, say, people, you know, someone's out here from the East Coast and like, I have a zine, like I'd like a table. So it's like, yes, I'd love to give you, you know, one as well. Um, so hopefully, hopefully next year we'll be able to, uh, to, to, to secure a date and not have 52 events and <laughs> the city saying, no, yeah. <laughs> you can't use this. So, um this year, um, I'm I'm happy that uh, that it's going to be a very fun event. Shouldn't be too hot because it'll be November, so we yeah. won't uh, have triple digits. <laughs> um, shouldn't be uh, the first rain, so shouldn't uh, shouldn't ruin any product. So it should actually be very very well. Yeah, um, and you have like, all these vendors. You'll have readings. Mm-hmm. You'll have merchandise. Yeah. Uh, any other surprises you can hint at? Um, no hint right now. Um, we're, there was so much more that's supposed to go on. And so we're still trying to get these things to go on. Um, but depending on what we can get with, with the city, cause now that they're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no hints. But if we do more, we will announce. Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, a secret show somewhere, um, afterwards. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So as more information uh, is available for the event, where are the best uh, places uh, our our podcast audience can find you online? I would say Facebook. Um, I think everybody has a Facebook. Um, so we are on Facebook under IE Zine Fest. So if you just type in that, you will find us. Um, but I understand that a lot of people kind of despise Facebook. So maybe you're on a Tumblr, maybe you're on an Instagram, maybe you're on Twitter. Um, everything can be fine under IE Zinefest. Okay. So www.twitter slash I or slash IE Zinefest, Tumblr, mm-hmm. same thing. So okay. we try to make it as simple as possible to find us. Um, granted, I know the, the conundrum of IE Quest, you know, <laughs> but we kept everything, you know, address is the same so it's all under ie zine fest okay so whatever your your taste is whatever your social media uh gravitas <laughs> is we will uh we will be there and we try to update everything right now on the fan page for ie zine fest we're starting to let the get to know your vendors come out um so that'll start popping up on tumblr as well i will start putting those up on our instagram um but uh, right now, you can kind of see everything through Facebook and through Twitter. 
And you uh, yourself, Raymond Durand, have uh, some Tumblr's people and Flickr's people can check out? You can check out everything from me. I try and do the same thing. I try and make <laughs> things um, organized and easy as possible um, under Gamma3828. So that'll be me. I usually have different aliases because I try and hide myself sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes you might find me, I think, on f- Twitter... It's uh, Sweet Baby Ray, which that's kind of obvious. Uh, but for the longest time on my Instagram, I was uh, Antonio Baloney. So it was Tony Baloney, um, just to hide. But now I put my name out there because I'm like, okay, I do do PR. People yeah. do need to find me. So everything's under Rage Ram. But if you go Twitter, Tumblr, anything like that, it's all um, slash Gamma3828. So that way everybody can kind of find me. So. Now, who do you imagine Antonio Bologna is? Because I uh, imagine it's like a Garth Brooks, Chris Barnes situation or a Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. I think what had happened was it had to have been this. The reason why I chose Antonio Bologna was um, during the Occupy Wall Street, um, the officer that pepper sprayed some of the, uh, the, the protesters, I think he, pr- um, he pepper sprayed females that were mm-hmm. just sitting there, not doing anything. Yeah, this was at UC Davis, right? Um, no, I th- this was in New York. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a separate um, peppering situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I know that guy too. Um, he, um, yeah, he, his name was, was Antonio Bologna. It was Tony <laughs> Bologna. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, so I don't know what inspired me. I'm like, <laughs> making this? Antonio Bologna. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, he. I, I remember that. That's that. That was a name that. That yeah. So it has nothing to do <laughs> with with me, but um, but yeah, it was that. And I think another reason why I chose that too is because A's you see um, people, it's kind of alphabetized, so you see them first. Right. So I was like, okay, people find me first. <laughs> so now I'm down in the R's. So it's like, it, it is what it is. So be sure to check out A Shop Called Quest, an IE Zine Fest, an IE Zine Quest. Yay. And Gamma3828. Yes. Just to find Ray on the social media, everywhere you go. Everywhere. Except for Pinterest. I've never done Pinterest. I have not either. Yeah. I, I understand the appeal. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. There's just a... That and, 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 and LinkedIn I haven't done yet. I haven't done LinkedIn um, because... Why haven't I done it? I don't know. It just... I, I think I think maybe when you... Uh, after your birthday, when you yeah. turn into adult, you maybe. should definitely do LinkedIn. Cause maybe I, it... I think that's that's what it's, it's for. It's yeah. for, you know, social networking for careers yeah. and, and whatnot. So. That and a Goodreads yeah. account. So that I can show how literary I am. Yes. yes. And that I'm not just, uh, again, listening to the same five bands. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, on Spotify. Yeah. Um... Which I gotta say, I like Spotify. Some people are against it. And I'm trying to get everybody on there. Yeah. Because I feel it's the easiest way for me to share um, music with people. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I enjoy it. I actually pay the, the $10 so I don't have to hear um, ads. Yeah. And then I make a playlist and I put my phone on at work and just kind of play that. So, it tends to do pretty well. Um for me, finding new stuff, if, especially because I still read like Under the Radar, mm-hmm. and just kind of go through there with the Sharpie, find like some good reviews, and then just tap it into like Spotify, and like I'm able to find things, 
and then if I like it, then I'll go over to Rhino and, you know, I'll buy the record. So it's like, because I still collect, you know, vinyl, so. Yeah. Do you make it out to LA much for the, kind of like the record store circuit, like your Amoeba and Permanent Records? Um, and not as much, just because it's, I don't have a vehicle to call my own, so I use um, my mom's unused vehicle, which is a Ford F-150. Um, that, it cost me 50 bucks to get to LA and back. So just, yeah. just in gas, just to go out there, it's going to cost me 50 bucks. So it, usually I'll, I'll, you know, I have to have a reason to come out to LA, such as, you know, this and the, the gallery opening. So, you know, I have a, a more ec- economical car out there. <laughs> um, cause I was like, I can't drive that out here. <laughs> can't. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, don't get to come out as much and that's one of the great things about living in los angeles it's like there's so much like culture and and being able to it's like you go to amoeba i'm gonna go to origami i'm gonna go here (laughs) i'm gonna go there you know um it's fun um but rhino is you know in in claremont and so i can walk there and i'm actually you know glad to uh to be able to to still purchase vinyl you know and, and and participate in supporting bands that you know that that deserve my my support right (laughs) well ray thanks for joining us today and thanks for having me yeah anytime you're welcome back and um maybe in the winter (laughs) sure (laughs) so until winter comes yes winter is coming (laughs) uh this is shaky town radio i'm brody foster hubbard i am raymond duran and what else oh i'm michelle caldwest Okay. And what else? And uh, iezine fest. I'm I'm not those things uh, so, solely. I'm just an organizer. Um, um, but yes, definitely check us out. Iezine fest and a shop called Quest. We would love to uh, talk about comics, zines, pop culture, just pretty much anything. We can talk. You know, either you like Ben Affleck or you don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. Let's do it. <laughs> I think that's a good place to go.